Hey folks, and welcome back to another episode of Michigan Pathways. I'm your host, John. And wow, what a weekend. What a beautiful weekend. Who got out on the bridge? I didn't. <laughs> I was, uh, I, I worked uh, this weekend and I wasn't able to set the time up to get out onto the bridge. Been a long week. So those who got to go out, I got to hear from you. Let me know what you think. Go on over to uh, Michigan Pathways uh, Facebook page or uh, go on over to Anchor there and leave me a message. I'll put you guys on the air if you want. So there's a long debate among hikers and such like that of the North Country Trail. And counting the bridge as a part of the trail. Now, from my understanding, they took that part out as a through hike of the bridge because of a lot of different issues and such. So we won't, that'll be another whole debate within itself. But as an individual, is the bridge a part of your through hike? And to me, it would be because I'm slowly coming down the East Coast now for myself, section hiking out the NCT from Grand Sable to eventually Mackinac or uh, the St. Ignace side. So, and eventually the bridge, hopefully next year. So I got at least three more sections from Quantum to uh, the bridge. I believe I got three, but I could be wrong. any rate, so, um, countdown has begun on my trip. I'm looking at the 27th of this month, getting out and from Deer Park to Quantum Falls. Three days. Hopefully, we're in and out three and a half days, just kind of getting ourselves uh, liking some of the colors. I'm hearing the colors are changing up there. If they are, let me know, folks. I'd really like to hear from you. So... On to today's show. So real quick, after we're, we're coming into the fall months, a lot of people are done with their seasonal uh, backpacking. They do, you know, the spring, summer, maybe a little bit of fall. But eventually, if you're not a winter hiker like myself, I just I haven't got the gear yet or the fixation to go out and do a <laughs> a lot of people say you got to do it. You got to try it at least once. but. That's kind of on the back burner for me. So with today's show, we look at the gear afterwards. Now, we should be looking at our gear every single time when we come back, checking for those nicks, those scratches, the tears, the whatever, you know, the case may be when it comes to our equipment. So this is kind of how I kind of do it. I'd like to hear from you guys. Let me know what you guys think. So. Before I even get into the house, I slide over to the garage and I dump all my equipment off there. I usually have a change of clothes, even after the change of clothes, and I'm able to get kind of cleaned up before I go through the, my pack. So that way I'm looking for any little critters or ticks, stuff like that, because you know ticks have been really bad this year. So I advise you to get somebody else out there if you can and... Look everything over. Make sure you got nothing buried in you. And 
you're really looking through, especially, you know, it sounds as bad as it is, folks. We got our hair and we got the groin, and that's a lot of times is where they hunker down in, and that's where, you know, we got to have. So after that, I empty everything out. I usually have a tarp that I have everything laid down on, and then I take everything out of the pack. I empty my pack out completely, and I shake my pack vigorously to get all the sand and dirt or whatever else may be caught inside my pack. So then I take all my cooking pots, utensils, uh, cups, anything I had out there as far as I was eating out of, because I don't eat out of my pot. That's one thing I have kind of made myself not do. I'll eat out of the mountain houses like we always do, or the freeze dries bags, the freeze dry, free dry, uh, freezer bags. That's what it is. Freezer bags. And that's what I, you know, I eat out of. Uh, I usually don't eat out of my cooking pot because it's just, it's too much of a mess on the back country. And um, so those all go right into the, uh, the dishwasher, you know, washing those down and getting everything really and thoroughly dry folks, because you never know. They say it's stainless steel. They say it's this, they say that we know today's age. We just can't trust 100% that this stuff won't rust on us or start changing colors or doing anything like that. So um, your water bag, your Sawyer bags, your knock, um, anything you got your water in that you collected, your bladders and such like that, they need to be rinsed out, folks, as much as you can. I know it's hard to get, especially those Sawyer bags. Uh, they are just a pain in the butt sometimes to get cleaned out 100%. So if you can clean them out, rinse them out three or four times, and then let them air dry with their caps off for at least three or four days. It's going to take a while. Um, so once that happens, I take my tent, my, my uh, rain fly, and my ground sheet, and I lay those out in the shade. I don't put them out in direct sunlight because I don't want sunlight to break down the material a lot of these like dyneema and such like that really can't have them out in direct sunlight for a long period of time so they tell me if i'm if i'm wrong folks let me know so put them off in the shade and let them dry for a little bit while you're going through the rest of your bag also air out you know your sleeping bag your quilt and your pad air up your pad air it out give it a clean down a little bit of uh soap and water will definitely help it out because you know you know we all stink after coming back so you know what all that stuff smells like <laughs> um so while that's doing that i'll tend to take all my electronics out and i'll power everything up now why is that well i also use my equipment like my headlamps my batteries and stuff when the power goes out and i need something around or even when i'm traveling you know i, I have a pack that that I carry day to day with me to work and I have a battery pack that goes in there. So you just never know when you're going to need one. And maybe we'll look at something like that a little bit later on. I uh, wipe down definitely the, uh, I said, after I've cleaned everything pack out, then I wash it down just a damn cloth. And I let that air out too, as well. Then I go through and then check all my pockets. So the clothes that I wore while I was up there, stuff I wore back, uh, jackets, anything like that, 
I, I just go through and make sure there's nothing loose inside of there or even any critters. And then make sure you wash everything, folks. That's definitely the thing you want to do. And then, um, then I go through my lists and everything to make sure of what I didn't use. Did I really need this? If it's part of the 10 essentials, it's got to stay there. But if it's other things that I brought, um, like a book or this or that, that's where you kind of, do I really need this next time? Or am I going to need it? Or am I going to want it? You know, that's where you're going to really have to look at is, you know, and also your equipment. What broke? You know, I had a, a set of trekking poles that I broke last time while I was out. So I had to throw one away because it was bent severely. How do I do that? Well, me, I was using my trekking pole. I I would scrunch it down. Instead of laying my pack down, I'd have it propped up. Well, it propped over and snapped one of my trekking poles. So that's that. So also, you want to make sure your shoes. You get your shoes back. We want to keep those, you know, for a long period of time. So also make sure your shoes, your laces, everything there is also cleaned and then air dried out. And then I put my way back in this box. I still have the original box, folks. A lot of people are like, oh, why would you even save that? Well, it keeps the shoes, you know, clean, critter free. So that way I know things are good when they come up next. So those are my 10 items. But the other one that I want everybody to kind of go through is their first aid gear. This is kind of a personal thing for me. Coming as a firefighter and EMT, we always came back from the station. We came back from the scene and such like that. We'd go through everything. And as we did here, we made sure everything was clean and everything was put away as it should be. So also the first aid gear, making sure that that gearbox that first aid, a turnout bag, was fully loaded again. You have replaced your gloves, any gauze, 4x4s, 2x2s, this, that, tape, whatever you took out, put it back in, folks. It's going to be there for you in the next time. I have several first aid pa- uh, bags, if you will. I have one for the house. You may think this is an overkill, but you just never know when you run into those situations where you need first aid gear. So I said, I have one here in the house that we all go to. I have one in my Jeep. I have one in my Jeep is a full turnout EMS uh, bag, EMT's bag. Also, the next one I have is in my day-to-day pack that I have. Then I have one for my wife's car, a small survival type bag, if you will, kind of the essentials. And it has a first aid thing there. So readily I go through and I replenish all those at least once a year. So I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear what you guys are able to do and such like that. So hope you guys had a great Labor Day weekend and you were able to get out and enjoy and remember what this day is about. So I will definitely give you guys more updates as we get closer to the uh, my trip. Hopefully, I'll be able to give you some live updates while I'm out there. So other than that, you guys take care. And I'm glad you're still sticking around because you are what makes this show happen. I appreciate it. And you guys take care. And I will see you out on the trail.